Well, it's Sunday 29th of July, and here we are on Farringdon Local, Farringdon Radio, a local station, talking about local things with local people in a very local way about local issues, etc., etc., etc. And in this show, we've got an interview with uh, Tivon Rivers, local artist. I say local, from uh, North Carolina. Very local to Farringdon, isn't it, really? But he lives here in Farringdon now anyway, and you may see, might have seen some of his work around town. And I bumped into him at the uh, Farringdon Festival and uh, uh, subsequently uh, went round to his studio and had a chat with him and recorded an interview. And also in this show, we got an interview with uh, a hypnotherapist, uh, Penny Ling, over in uh, Longcott, and chatting to, to Penny about... Uh, uh, what she does, uh, hypnotherapy, etc., and uh, find out a little bit more about it. And that interview will be in this show as well. Uh, but we're going to start off today with a track by Buzzwell. Now, Buzzwell are a, a Swindon band, originally a Swindon band, and uh, now moved to, uh, well, London, but they're, they're back in Swindon. And the reason I'm playing them is because uh, I just feature them in uh, one of our other shows, one of our music shows, uh, Swindon Shuffle Special. Uh, try saying that when you're... Uh, I'd one or two to drink. Swindon Shuffle Special. Actually, it's not that, not that difficult, is it? Swindon Shuffle. No, they've got it wrong already. Swindon Shuffle Special, which is on our Farringdon, on our uh, From the Ladder Factory show. Uh, oh, it's a special show on that, on uh, uh, from that uh, same series, I suppose you could say, really. Uh, Swindon Shuffle is, uh, well, where is it? It's uh, six venues, uh, 50 bands, uh, three days of music, uh, great music uh, down in Swindon, obviously, in all sorts of places in Swindon. And Buzzwell and one of the bands playing. So uh, we got a track by them featuring, uh, this is not on that show, this is on a different show. Uh, this is on this show, that's why this one's different. This one's uh, You May Climb Over Me by Buzzwell. i 
Well, I hope you like that track. Uh, sometimes if you get to see that band, there's about 15 or 16 of them on stage, and I think he's bringing about 12, 13, 14 with him uh, up from London to the Swindon Shuffle, and he's playing at the 12 Bar on uh, Friday, the 10th of August. Uh, this whole Swindon Shuffle is the 10th, 11th, and 12th, but he's playing uh, Friday the 10th of August at the 12 Bar in Swindon as part of the Swindon Shuffle. Uh, before we got to our interview, uh, uh, commercialism, commercialism has definitely uh, hit Farringdon Radio now, and uh, to keep things going, we've taken, we have been the bullet, and we've decided to regularly take adverts on the show. So here's a, uh, one of our sponsors, uh, and I hope you will s- do support our sponsors because without them, uh, we can't afford to keep this uh, keep this show going. And uh, after after a word from our sponsors, uh, we'll then go to our, our first interview. Have you had a bad day in court? Guilty. Take him down. Is the waiting list for parole in your detention trust area too long? Thinking of going private? An all-inclusive policy with Mad Axeman McRae Security Enterprises could provide private prison insurance for the whole family, ensuring you, your wife and any delinquent offspring never have to slop out with low street cred shitheads ever again. La Maison Pinal Salubrius in Farringdon is the flagship of our rapidly expanding network of luxury correction centres. Featuring ensuite detention chalets with surround sound entertainment and award-winning cuisine supervised by top TV chefs. Enjoy a healthy game of polo or real tennis in our state-of-the-art exercise yard. And our fully trained team of voluptuous guards provide efficient 24-hour management. Who's been a naughty boy then? Ensuring your stay with us will be a memorable one. Don't get detained at Her Majesty's pleasure. Get banged up in majestic leisure. Take out private prison insurance with Mad Axeman McRae Security Enterprises today. Actually, if you uh, do mention this show and uh, get in touch with our sponsors, any of our sponsors, you do get a 10% discount. And uh, just by the very mention I mentioned, you heard it on Farringdon Local on Farringdon Radio. And I'm sure uh, that'd be good for them, good for us and good for yourselves as well. Anyway, going to our first interview now. Um, I don't know if you know much about hypnotherapy, and uh, be honest, I don't know, didn't know too much about it. But I uh, got in touch with Penny Ling, who's uh, been a hypnotherapist for about five or six years now, maybe a little bit longer. I think I can't remember. Remember, it well, probably comes out in the interview. Anyway, let's go to our interview with uh, with Penny, and uh, she'll be able to tell us uh, a little bit more about it. Today, I'm chatting to Penny Ling. Uh, local hypnotherapist living in uh, Longcut here just outside Farringdon uh, I come to chat really just to find out what hypnotherapy is all about and, and what, what you could do for somebody really uh, I mean my knowledge of it as we were just chatting earlier is somebody being transformed into a hypnosis state and being made to do silly things on stage which is not what we're about are we? Not at all no, no. It actually, people think that I am taking control of their minds, but mm-hmm. in fact the opposite is happening. By utilising the hypnotic state, you're taking more control of your own mind. Right, okay. So it's encouraging people to, to take control themselves, basically. It's relaxing them and yep. getting into the right state to make them more open. Correct. Yeah. What we're trying to do is to uh, lower anxiety. Mm-hmm. And but when we lower anxiety, we shift the uh, the brain electrical patterns, and we move them into the part of the brain that allows them to take control. Mm. The logic side of the brain, 
the brain that can plan things, that understand things. Right. Instead of reacting to situations in a very anxious manner, mm. they're able then to take control of the situation. Right, okay. Use all their resources. What they, they might be good at something in their lives that they haven't thought of using in another area of their lives. I see, okay. So when, when you deal uh, with a, um, somebody who's come to see you, um, you don't put them into a, a total transformed uh, state. It, it's, it's about relaxing them. Is that, is that the best way to describe it then? Well, it feels very relaxing. Yes, quite. As, yeah, as yeah, you I, just I you, That's right, that's right. Yes. But just, just describe to somebody what happens, and it's not about, here, watch this silver pendant, and you're going to disappear. It's about and wave it in front of them until they're just totally oblivious. It's, it's, if you describe what, what you do to get somebody to that stage. Well, it all starts from the moment that you, you come in, mm. and it's uh, being in a very positive frame of mind. It's talking about the things that have been good and recognising the kind of things you can be doing to, to help eliminate the, the actual problems and, and work towards uh, a positive outcome. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> again, when we're doing that, that allows us to be in the right part of the brain. Sure, okay. And then once we get through that process, once you get on the couch and you're doing all this lovely relaxation and you're going to these wonderful visualised places, mm -hmm. I can do two things. I can help uh, suggest certain things. Okay. So if, if you think very negatively about situations, you can start learning to see much more positive aspects of the problem. Okay. Uh, it also may involve um, goal setting and, and seeing a, a future outcome because if you know what it is that you want to achieve, mm. you can set your mind on to moving towards that achievement. And the areas that you particularly focus in your, for, for your work is, is what is phobias and, and anxiety issues? Is yes, it? Uh, I specialise in phobias because I myself suffered with phobias for many years. Okay. When I trained as a hypnotherapist, I was able to completely overcome those phobias. Uh, the worst phobia was a driving phobia. I didn't drive for 13 years. That's a, that's a long time, yeah. It is, and a lot of that came about from driving around Oxford Oh, that's the, yeah. the it's a, enough to send you mad, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> the A34 uh, and that around Oxford, um, several incidences were really bad and I just gave up driving. Mm -hmm. I just refused to even sometimes get in the car. It got right. that bad. But once I was training and I understood what the processes were, I began to practice these little different techniques that I was mm. taught. I helped myself by visualising what the outcome would be. Mm. Essentially, I wanted that independence again. So you were able to convince yourself to get yourself better than this. Absolutely. That's what it amounts to. Yes. But we were just chatting earlier on about one, I mean, I mentioned about you know, maybe what people come to, 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 to you know, see you for. You mentioned about smoking. And you said smoking is a simple one and can be... Resolved easily, you say? Well, one session generally, because <clears throat> it's an unnatural thing for us to do. If we're eating or drinking, our bodies need that. So right. therefore, it's, um, it, it's a process which we have to do. But smoking is such an unnatural thing. Mm. So by actually convincing our subconscious mind that 
we really don't want to be doing this because it is highly poisonous. It's sure, highly yeah. toxic. Yeah. It's convincing that, that part of our brain to give it up, not have anything to do with it. And that can be resolved as a rule within one session, you say? Generally, yes. Yeah. It, it does vary according to sometimes how anxious the person is. Mm. Um, and with some people who have had hypnotherapy before, I will do a one session, one off. Right. With those that have never had it before, what I quite often do is split it into two right. and just do a relaxation to start with, just get them used to the process. Mm. Okay. Uh, so once they, they kind of understand the relaxation and the feelings they're getting, then a week later we actually do the stop smoking and they get it much better. I see. And how have you been um, practising as a hypnotherapist then? Uh, five years now. And I was working down in Bristol, but mm -hmm. we've moved up here recently, so I've just brought my practice with me. Right, okay. And you're saying only until, until a couple of years ago, this was, from a legal perspective, an unregulated area of work. But that, that changed a couple of years ago? Yes, back in 2010, the uh, Complementary Natural Healthcare Council, which was uh, a government-backed scheme, mm. brought hypnotherapy under its wing. Right. And so you need to be qualified to a certain standard. Mm. You need to be a member of a number of the, the different um, organisations. I'm a member of the National Council of Hypnotherapists. Mm -hmm. I'm also an accredited supervisor, so I supervise other hypnotherapists. I see, right. Um, I'm also a member, an executive member of the um, this Association for Solution-Focused Hypnotherapists. Okay. Which is trying to help other solution-focused hypnotherapists with their work, but also put it out to the public so the public understand the kind mm, of work that sure. we do. Right, okay. Well, I think I sort of, I'm sure we could talk about this all afternoon, really, couldn't we? But we don't really have that amount of time. Well, thanks so much, Penny, for, for being here today, and uh, good luck uh, for the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I hope that's given you a bit of an insight into what hypnotherapy could possibly do for you if you're uh, if you're looking to in, uh, sort of uh, look into that a little bit further. Then uh, please do get in touch with uh, with Penny, and there's a link on our website to Penny's website and uh, the contact details there. I'm sure she'd uh, be interested in hearing from you. Uh, oh, we're going to go to our next track now, and our next track is uh, now here's a band from Oxford called Duotone. Now, I read about them in the uh, Oxford Music newspaper Night Shift and uh, read a review and went on their website. Incredible website for this band. I mean, they spent hours, I mean, uh, literally must have been hours doing this. It's uh, like a, a, a turn-of-the-century American newspaper and uh, lots of details on there. I mean, they must have spent hours put con updating this and maintaining it, really. Um, but then I listened to the music. It's great. Got in touch with them and they sent me some tracks and uh, which uh, probably have going to be playing on probably on one of our future ladder shows. And I intend to interview them as well uh, because they're, uh, uh, they're coming to Oxford in a few months' time, October, beginning of October. And I'll just go and look up the date a minute. But let's have a listen to this track. This is a band duo tone, the track called Walking to the Shore.
hope you enjoyed that one as well. That was lovely, wasn't it? Uh, I've got a whole album here. I say this album is... Um, that's me just banging the microphone. The album's called Ropes. Um, they're, uh, say, an Oxford duo. Uh, well, they'll sound like probably going to be... I think a lot more people playing on the album than there are when they are live. I don't know if they're going to bring a whole band with them when they appear live. But they are appearing at the Pegasus Theatre on Friday the 5th of October. And uh, I suspect that might be a sellout, actually, because they uh, seem to be a very busy band touring all over the place. So if you are interested in that, then uh, do go on their website and find out a little bit more detail. I think, uh, I know I do intend to go down there and hopefully uh, do an interview with them uh, for, uh, uh, for, for our other show, our music show. Which brings me, quite neatly, to back to more advertising here. And here's another word from, well, shameless advertising from an internal sponsor here. <laughs> Here it is on Lighter Factory Records. <coughs> In full splattertastic stereo. <coughs> now that's where I caught the cough of 17. Including Archie Grucklebottom's 40 a day. Still wheezing up those stairs. <coughs> <laughs> Available as a download or as 12 inches <coughs> Oh, solid green vinyl Or green something Remember kids, a cough isn't just a Christmas That may be your inheritance knocking at the door <laughs> Available on From the Ladder Factory Records now that's where I caught a car. <laughs> 17. We're going to go to our uh, second interview now with uh, Tivon Rivers. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. He did, uh, he did uh, help me out with that a couple of times during the interview. Uh, Tivon lives here in Farringdon, a uh, landscape artist. Had uh, quite a bit of his work uh, displayed in the uh, Portwell Bar and the, uh, the Piano Gallery from North Carolina. Interesting why I came over here. We did touch on that in the interview, but only touched on it. Uh, it's not probably not that relevant why he's here, really. Anyway, let's go to that interview and find out a little bit uh, what it's like to be an artist and uh, uh, and how to get yourself off the ground if you uh, do intend to become a professional artist and make a living out of it. Incredibly difficult, I think, is the term that comes to my mind. Today I'm, I'm talking to Tivon Rivers, a local artist who some of you may have seen his work in uh, the Piano Gallery and the Portwell Angel. Um, Tivon, nice to get to you and chat. We met at the Farringdon Festival, that wonderful event, and I'm sure you sold thousands of pounds of <laughs> stuff at that event. That, that's a good starting point. How do you get on with the Farringdon Festival? Well, I guess, Sean, uh, <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the weather, um, yeah, I think uh, it had been, you know, it, was, it wasn't too bad, but uh, it was like Glastonbury. <laughs> he was, he was, he was like Farrington's Glastonbury, really, wasn't yeah, it? Very, yeah, very, yeah. very muddy. <laughs> yeah, he was very muddy, very muddy. Yeah, no. We'll leave that one for another conversation <laughs> with some other people at a different time. Um, okay, let's talk about your work then. So you've been displayed here in Farrington, but obviously this isn't, uh, Farrington isn't your just your world. I mean, you do... You work by commission, and you have your work uh, in many other places. Yeah. Um, but just is, is it right for me to say it is landscapes is your focus? Is that right? Yes, yeah, so primarily uh, landscapes, uh, seascapes, uh, some still life. Right. Okay. And is it have how long have you been painting? Are you say all your life? Are you going to say or or is it something that's come to you later in life? Or I'd say pretty much. Um, I mean, yeah, the art is 
pretty much been around me most of my life. Right. Um, I think initially, if I can remember it, as a child, uh, I've always had something with a regard to pencil or something in my hand um, playing around, but it wasn't until maybe I was six mm-hmm. that uh, maybe it was in grade school or something, I, I, I drew, I think it was drew like a robin or something out of a, out of a book, and uh, the teacher was impressed, showed my parents my father he was mm-hmm. not he's he was also a, a, a technician by career but he was an artist and, oh right okay and he grew up in a family of uh, four other brothers they all tell each other how to draw and paint and things so it's in the blood then I, something i guess something like that Must i mean it, well he tried to teach me to do different things and, yeah and yeah. that was the one thing that seemed to have caught on oh right okay so. now you've got some work displayed in the uh, dolphin gallery in in, in wantage yes, um yeah. but if somebody wanted to have a commission what's the how would they how do you know how does that normally work then um uh, most of the commissions have been in a situation to where i've been somewhere within the area mm-hmm. um like the uh art weeks or or the exhibition uh the, the annual exhibition in farringdon you know, farringdon art society exhibition um but if someone to get in contact with me i have a website uh, okay. dot com. Okay. Well, we'll put that link on that. We'll put a link up for that as well, so people yes. get, get access to that. But just like see from a move away from if we dare say move away from the artistic artistic aspect. <laughs> as we were chatting earlier, from a business side, it must be very difficult to get to, for an artist to get established. And so, yes, yeah. if somebody's out there listening to this, thinking, "Well, I sit in my bedroom and I do some art, and I think it's pretty damn good." Yes. yes. It's not enough, is it? How do you? How does an artist get themselves out there and known and 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 get to the stage where they can make a living from it and grow and develop? Well, yes, I think um, I I think I was in a fortunate situation to have met my wife <laughs> because she's very wealthy. You mean she looks after you? No, uh, <laughs> yes, well, um, for a short stature, she she has a, a good way of kicking the backside and right, okay. getting me to do stuff. Um, so I think that's the most difficult thing as an artist is because you have time to yourself to work on something hmm. and you're, you tend to be, a, I was attached to my work much more then than I was now. What I mean is to be able to let go of the work right. when I'm done with it. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's, it doesn't seem maybe to someone who, uh, unless you do the work there is a leap from having the pieces you painted mm-hmm. there with you yeah. to going somewhere public where people were looking at it, commenting on it while you're there, mm-hmm. and you're, you're just being out there and, and just taking it all in. It is a jump for a, a lot of artists. It is difficult mm-hmm. because... Well, it means to have the nerve to do it, you mean? To have the nerve to do it. It, it. Half of it is having the nerve, then half of it is what if... Um, the response isn't favorable. Right. How do you deal with it? It's, yeah. it's all these fears play on you in the head. So I guess my recommendation is to just jump out and yeah. to do it. To start with something, um, I think the first thing we did was um, look into having some pencil sketches I was doing at the time, mm-hmm. early pencils. Some pencil sketches I did just to kind of get back into doing the artwork on a more regular basis. Yeah. Because, you know, I have, a, I have, I have another full time career to pay the bills yeah um but and to take those and turn them into cards right okay uh to learn what it meant to play with it on the computer and to go to a card company and have them put it on cards and to go to the local craft fairs where i was living in north yorkshire at the time right but, okay and it's um uh, we 
if uh, an artist goes through that process of creating something out of the artwork, mm-hmm. then and then go take that that those cards and for example and go to a craft fair and right. to sell them for whatever price they think is in line and it could be compl- it's it's all learning experiences yeah and it's yeah. going through the whole learning experience where you know maybe two or three years later when you're working your way up to maybe having prints of your watercolor you know, and right. you know it's limited edition you can have it framed and you know what the price is at yeah yeah you can that experience it by, is then very, learned, then you but it's all it. it's all learning and through learning yeah. you gauge it yeah. and initially I, I was thinking I can do oil sketches for so many hundreds of pounds it was ridiculous I, yeah. I had no pricing no pricing um, bearing whatsoever and it was just the, it's learning it's just going through the whole process of having work out there with other craft people um, uh, and you have good days you have bad days and 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 then after a few years you know you you, you it, just know much more so that if another artist comes and asks you and you just you try to try to give advice you know? but it is about being out there it's no good just doing it in your bedroom having a website and sitting back thinking I'm a great artist they're going to come and find me you've no. got to get out there and do craft fairs and, and be visible and Yes, you got to be a front person, haven't you? In that, re- be in that regard, here. I mean, come and look at me. Exactly. At the at the end of the day, I mean, we're all human beings. I this is the one thing, I, I don't think what's what's ever going to change is human interaction. Mm. This is one of the things with crafts and some other trades where it's all word of mouth. Right. It's yeah. still word of mouth, and the website. Um, to be honest, uh, we've had the website up and running for for several years mm. in different different forms. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's changing it. Yeah. Um, but it's not until um, I was out there in next in exhibitions or craft fairs or painting live yeah. with business cars in hand and speaking to people mm. and people walking past, looking over the shoulder and taking a look at the work. Did <coughs> did, did they go to the website right. and start telling their friends? Yes. And then getting people coming back on the website. So the website is secondary. Oh right, okay. Um, and I that supports the other work as opposed to the other way around. Exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, so it's and I and I think. Any type of arts that are engaging, sure, like that, yeah. like you're saying, you're like music or yeah, or even like other crafts like sculpting or woodworking or a- any mm. other artisan type stuff. People know you by your name, your face, probably preferably where you're from, mm. and and how you work, and okay. then the website comes after that. Oh yeah, yeah, right, and okay, yes, and just just. Just so I avoid, I mean, we can tell you're not you're not from around you're not from around these parts, <laughs> are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's always interesting. People are interested in say, "Well, where is it you're from?" Uh, originally from North Carolina. Right, and how long ago was that? Um, well, <laughs> I I was born in 1975, so it, it's been a while. But I've lived in the UK for eight years. Right. Okay. Are you staying here? Is this is this this your do you call it? Yes. This uh, is your home now, is yes, it? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's great. That's yes. wonderful. Is the weather better over there than it is here? Um, in the summer, there's more sun. Yeah, <laughs> it can always do with a bit it, more yeah. vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not always like this. No. Uh, I mean, today happens to be okay. 1977 was good. <clears throat> no, no, of course that's two years after you were born, so that's irrelevant, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Tib, and thanks, thanks for chatting to us anyway. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, really appreciate that. And. Uh, Hope you have a good success Thank in the you, future. Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was our interview with uh, Tivon Rivers, local artist, and uh, there is a link on our website. Uh, his details as well, if you want to uh, look into that a little bit further as well. well I'm just going to have a roundup now of uh, bits and pieces that are coming up in the area uh, event. 
Uh, mainly musical events, that's what interests me. But if anybody out there wants anything promoted, then do please get in touch. We'll happily promote anything that's going on. If you're in some club, some organisation, or maybe you've got some interesting hobby or a, a new business, perhaps a new business, something slightly different that you think people might be interested in, I'm more than happy to come down and have a chat and uh, talk to you about it and uh, uh, find out about it, really, because I'm just as interested as anybody else about what's new that's going on in the area, then please do uh, get in touch and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you like the show, let us know. Spread the word. If you're on Facebook, presumably many of you are on Facebook who get access to this, then uh, uh, share it. Let everybody know about it. Let's uh, always uh, like to spread the word a little bit further as well, really. And uh, obviously, the more people that listen to it, the more uh, the benefit for the for the artists that we play and the subject matters that we we cover and and uh, obviously the events that we promote as well. The more listeners, the better, really. So uh, do if you're on Facebook, do do share, 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 and share and share and share alike. Um, well, first thing, oh, let's let's go back to our favourite subject, Farringdon Festival. It's not going to go away, is it? Don't really want it to go away either, do we? Perhaps you want some of those issues to go away, or perhaps those issues to be resolved. And one way of doing it, if you are interested, uh, Mel Lane has just put a posting on uh, on Jenny's website on Talking Points, uh, a survey asking people. Uh, they're interested in festival, where they think it should be, if you want to be involved with it, what do you think it should consist of. Uh, it's all anonymous. Uh, just fill it in, uh, tick box, effectively tick box. Um, Mel Lane's going to collate that. And um, I'm not saying she's taking on the mantle of taking the job on. In fact, at the moment, she's definitely not doing that. Um, she's just gauging some interest in the subject matter at the moment, really. And hopefully maybe, maybe then maybe a few people get around the table and see where they can take it forward. Um perhaps heal some wounds maybe uh the, the plan is i'm still interested in putting together a little uh, around the table chat with people who are interested um sam prince is gonna come forward and together with nick elwell uh who unfortunately is not going to be available until uh, the beginning of august but i have said he's willing to come come around the table and have a chat and if i could have a couple of other people who perhaps have um some different perspectives on the issue, some issues that they feel they want to uh, or would like to be addressed. And it's always nice to uh, have a sit around the table. And uh, despite my strong views on this subject matter, um, I assure you I will act as an independent arbiter in this little uh, get-together table talk and uh, make sure anybody's point of view will be fully heard. Um, I just think it'd be an interesting debate, really, and I think it's one that perhaps needs needs airing, especially with people who are willing to put their name forward as well, as opposed to just being anonymous and uh, expressing their points of view in an anonymous manner, which um, does piss me off no end, really, but there you go, that's the way it is. Uh, that's, some people do it that way, which is a great shame. It's a great shame. Um, some of the points are probably quite valid, actually. In fact, they are valid, but if, when it comes from somebody's anonymous, it's sort of a little bit jarring, really. I think it takes the edge off it, unfortunately. Anyway, let's go on to some nice things. Things that are coming up in the next uh, few weeks or more. Uh, what we got? We got on the uh, 2nd of August, uh, folk night, regular folk night, down at the Swan. That's a Thursday night, Swan here in Farringdon. 11th of August, Saturday 11th of August, Eat, Love, Sing at the Swan, and not Beat, Love, Sing, as it currently shows in uh, what's on, on uh, Farringdon uh, Online. Uh, great local duo, wonderful female vocalist at the front there. Shameless, they're shameless, isn't it? And then, uh, well, the, well, that weekend, 10th, 11th, we've got the Lord's Burners Magical Walks around t town. Now, these have been going on for a couple of years now. I went on one last year. 
Uh, it costs a few quid to pay. I can't remember. Three or four. Five, I can't remember now. Uh, Peter Wentworth does it. I tell you what, it really is a magical hour. And if you've got the weather that we're lovely currently currently having now, it does make a lovely evening. It's usually about six or seven o'clock, I think, off the top of my head. I can't remember. Uh, details are on uh, What's On, on uh, Farringdon uh, Online. Or you could just contact Peter directly on Farringdon. 240925, that's 240925, and uh, book yourself a spot. And he'll walk you around town, telling you the history of certain aspects of it, and uh, together, uh, well, humour and magic. What a wonderful evening. I think there's a few of those left still this year. I think he's doing it in September, um, or, or the weekends. And then in September, there's the Firefighters, Ch Firefighters Charity Live Band. Uh, Tim Fryers and the Mercenaries and Disco uh, provided as well. Buffet and bar throughout the evening. This is the Corn Exchange. And um, I'm assuming it's all in aid of the firefighters. I take it that's what it's all about. Uh, if you're interested and you want to go along, uh, details are on uh, what's on. Uh, but here the contact details is Becky on 07717-502-485. I'll just say that again. It's 07717-502-485. And then looking ahead into October, we've got... I uh, did mention this before. It's a Cayley coming up on Saturday the 20th of October. Uh, funds for the Farringdon, uh, first Farringdon Scouts. I wonder how many Scouts there are. I just mean there's the first Scouts founded in Farringdon. But maybe there are dozens. There can't be dozens. Maybe two or three. I don't know. It's interesting why there are so many scout groups and, and cubs and brownies. Perhaps there aren't. Are there all those other things still left in Farringdon? I don't really know. I know my girls used to go to them. Uh, cubs and brownies, anyway, not the scouts. Uh, anyway, that's on, yeah, that's a Saturday 20th of October, uh, Kaylee in the in the Corn Exchange. Uh, and all families are welcome. Uh, well, that's it, really. That's it for this week's show. Um, we're going to come up to our, our last track now. Uh, I'm just trying to find out what this is. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, oh, now we did play them on our current uh, music show from the Ladder Factory, uh, and it's another track from the same album. And it's a band called Moths, a Swindon band. Uh, I don't know indie folk. I don't know if that's the right term. I don't know. I sometimes I get told off for trying to categorise band really, but sometimes they categorise themselves, and I uh, sometimes don't get my head around it. But anyway, this is a. Um, a beautiful song from a beautiful album. In fact, we did play one of the tracks from this album earlier this year, uh, Woman of a Thousand Lies, which I've got to say is probably one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And the uh, the album this comes from is a free download, so you can get all of it for free. So if you like the song, uh, go and dig it out. We'll link on our website, and uh, you'll be not be disappointed, I assure you. Anyway, until uh, we get together again, this is uh, Fledging... Fledge... Pause try again say it slowly fledgling by swindon band moths
from the perch so high Yet it would melt your eyes Oh, the perch so high Oh, the chirps and cries Oh, by the trunk I 